You're scrolling through social media when you see yet another post of a woman gushing over her best friend. You read through the heartfelt caption and think to yourself, wow, I wish I had a friendship like that. And sure, there are women in your life whose company you enjoy well enough, but deep down you're still feeling like you haven't found your people. Do you need to change your mindset, your habits, or is there just something about your entire approach to friendship that's just wrong? In today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, I have the honor of speaking with Laura Tremaine, a writer and podcaster who you're probably familiar with, and her new book, The Life Council, will show you how to find more satisfaction in your current friendship landscape. And hopefully by now, you know I'm never going to put any guest in front of you on this show unless I think she really is worth the hype. And I can assure you, Laura's concept of building a life council can be a real game changer if you actually apply it. In this episode, you'll learn how the search for one single bestie to fulfill all the things can actually be really limiting. And you'll also see the silver lining of not necessarily being somebody else's everything bestie. And I know I know that that feels discouraging. It sounds like I'm encouraging you to settle, but listen to me. Once Laura describes this concept, you'll understand it to actually be really liberating. So let's jump in. All right, so I am so excited to have you here because this topic of curating your group, building your tribe, finding your council, I mean, it's so popular, but it still leaves so many of us with the question of, well, how do I tangibly do that? And how do I know, you know, who to put in my crew? So I'm excited to have you here. Um, But before we get into all of that, why don't you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to an actual friendship expert about this topic. My name is Laura Tremaine. I am an author and a podcaster. I live in Los Angeles. I have a weekly podcast called 10 Things to Tell You because I have 10 things to tell people at all times. And so do you. It kind of is based in the idea of sitting down with a friend when you're catching up with someone and you're like, oh, I have all these things I want to tell you. That's what my show is about. We talk a lot about introspection and personal growth and friendship. I have a new book coming out called The Life Council, 10 Friends Every Woman Needs. And it comes from all these conversations I have had on social media and on my podcast. Yeah, yeah. And women share so much with you and you have these great stories and you have um, done such a great job of really building community using social media and, and other community groups, which is very impressive. You know, your first book, you're talking about sharing your stuff and the general message seemed to be that sharing your stuff makes you less lonely. And I guess the next question that would naturally arise from that is, well, how do I know who to share my stuff with, which this book is kind of positioned to, to answer that question. So uh, how do you how do you answer that for the woman who doesn't know where to start with with finding her people? Um, wh- how do you advise her? OK, so the first thing is when people see the title of this book, my new book, The Life Council, really the subtitle, 10 Friends Every Woman Needs, people get very intimidated. Or people are like, oh, I don't even have 10 friends, or I've never had 10 friends. And they're starting from this mindset of like scarcity, like, oh, this book, is it for me? This idea, is it for me? Like, I'm just looking for one bestie or something like that. And I understand thinking like that, but this is exactly what the book addresses. We think that female friendship 
is supposed to look a certain way because that's how we learn it when we're young, like that you have one bestie or maybe a tribe of besties and they're your end all be all and you share everything with them. And it is like cradle to grave, bridesmaid, you know, casseroles when you're sick, like all of these things that we learn about friendship or that we see in pop culture about friendship, we think has to be contained in one person or in a specific like group of people. And in the book, The Life Council, I want people to take stock of their own existing landscape. I'm not trying to make anyone go make 10 new friends. I'm not trying to like, there's, this is not task oriented. (laughs) This is looking at the people that already exist in your life and seeing what they are bringing to the table in terms of like, you know, like fulfillment and companionship, because sometimes like we have a girl that like, she's just our party girl. She's our chill girl. She's our yes friend is what I call her in the book. Like the relationship isn't that deep, but it's fun. And that is valuable. Or we have a work friend and really for all kinds of reasons, we, you know, the relationship doesn't really transcend outside of work. Like we don't have much in common outside of work. And so for some reason we think that's less valuable, but no, that's amazing to have like a work bestie in the book. I call it a business bestie, whatever that looks like for you. That is an important part of your life council. So your friendships, your deepest friendships, they don't all have to be how like we see in the movies. They can be on the shallow side. They can be very narrowly like niched down to sort of just be one friend that you like work out with. That's your whole thing. You guys work out together. That's it. You don't have to invite her to your birthday party, but that is still like an important relationship to you because you care about this thing that you're doing together and you do it every day. So you see each other every day or whatever you're various relationships look like. A lot of us have a lot of acquaintances and we are not giving them any friendship weight because they're not like, you know, we're not having heart to hearts all the time. And so I want in the life council, I want you to look around at people that already exist. I'm not trying to get anyone to go, you know, do something wildly out of their comfort zone. I think there's more people in our life that can really matter if we just reframe the way we're thinking about it, there's more than we think. You're preaching, Laura, you are preaching. That is so true. And I appreciate you addressing right up front, this idea of having your, your squad and curating this group that does everything together. And they're all the things is the, the first step toward being completely discouraged and counting yourself out, um, from, from, this process or this mindset. And it's interesting because with what you're sharing, you know, one of the top questions I get as a friendship coach and educator, as you can imagine, is how to make friends. And typically it comes with some some kind of qualifier, like how do I make friends as a new mom, as a, as a person who moved to a new city, whatever it is. And I always say, I hope that shows us that we always will be needing to make new friends. Um, but the first strategy I often give is one that we don't really like because it doesn't feel revolutionary. And that's to start with who you already know. Because you use the phrase, make new friends and meet new people synonymously. And the two are not the same. So I, I am like slow clapping you talking about using what we already have. Um, because since we are so laser focused on that idealized version of the woman, who's all the things we are completely overlooking, like you said, the woman who brings value in other, maybe more specialized ways. And so I, I appreciate you, you starting with that. I feel like that the people you already know, 
you can either maybe take that friendship deeper if you want to, mm-hmm. like if that's a value to you is that you want someone that you can share heart to hearts with, mm-hmm. or you can take people that you already know and you can't figure out why it's not clicking the way that you're hoping, why it's not leading to like a million girls nights out or like, you know, you know, some kind of deeper connection and reframe that relationship into something that does work well. So like maybe this friend, this acquaintance, a neighbor, you know, like your partner's coworker, like someone you have to see often, this, another soccer mom at the field, you know, someone that it's not clicking the way you are hoping or expecting, but maybe it could be something else that is fulfilling in a different way. Like we, I would love to have someone that I just eat lunch with at work every day, like just to have a companion. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we sort of overlook that person because we're like, well, I don't know. She's not like really my vibe, but she might be a great lunch partner. But even as you share this idea, I anticipate those who say, "Ah, well, that feels reductive. Like she's just my gym friend, just my work friend. And I always like to offer this and I'm curious to see how you feel about this, but it doesn't make her less of a person. We're not saying she's a one-dimensional person, but we're saying in terms of the role that she plays in your life might be, she adds value when I need someone to work out with or to talk to or to vent to, or to, you know, pray with, she's my spiritual warrior, like whatever it is, but, uh, but being satisfied in her bringing what she brings without attaching so much expectation that now I can't enjoy it because I've decided she's not enough. If it helps anyone to, you know, make this feel a little bit less reductive, think about who you might be to someone else, like who you are on other people's life councils. So maybe it gives you a little freedom. I love that you just said joy and liberation. Maybe it gives you a little freedom to be like, you know what I am? I'm this person's workout partner and that's all I am. And I don't have to keep trying to text her to meet up in some other way. <laughs> like I can see that that's who I am to her. And actually that releases me from other obligations mm-hmm. or other emotions. And it just lets me, that's, you know, it lets me be that to her. If that helps you to think about it like that, because I, I don't want us to feel like we're collecting people for our life councils. We're feeling, we're filling in these stereotypes that I've laid out, like, you know, like they're pieces on a chessboard. Like it's thinking about your friends that are on your life council and also thinking about what you are bringing to the friendship table. Because if we're constantly disappointed by what our friendships look like, if that is a constant theme, you have to turn inward. Yes. Now, you know, the ladies who listen to this show, they, they've they heard that. So they're used to like that tough love. But I mean, what you're talking about in terms of if I'm noticing a pattern in in my friendship history, at some point I do have to say, is it me? Are my expectations, you know, reasonable? You know, uh, so I, I appreciate you talking about that. You know, what are some of these these uh, council types that you share that you encourage us to kind of look around and see if we have in our lives? Well, one, I've already mentioned the business bestie, and it doesn't matter what your business is, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, like someone else who is also a stay-at-home mom, someone who spends their day the same way that you spend your day. So there's also an old friend, which we all know, and I feel like old friends get all the glory. That's what the movies are all about. I have a whole chapter about the value of a new friend. A new friend is 
also its own brand of gold because they are meeting you where you are now, the person you have fought to become. They are meeting the new you and they like you and they see you in a totally different way than your old friends. I also talk about battle buddies, friends that you have gone through something with. And that can be, you know, something just like you, you know, maybe shared a, a difficult season in your work together. It can be someone who has the same diagnosis you do. It can be someone um, who has gone through, you know, I don't know, a, a um, natural disaster. I mean, like I'm just throwing out things of whatever your struggles might be, but this person was also going through it with you. That's a battle buddy. I also have a password protector, which is someone that this is literal and metaphorical. My password protector literally has my passwords, like to my social media sites, to my website, if there's ever an emergency, she is the one that will log in and be able to take care of that. In this digital world, that's actually a totally real thing. But it is metaphorical also. Your password protector sort of keeps your passwords, keeps your secrets, is someone that is a trust vault. Um, there's a daily duty friend, someone that is that someone that you see daily. Now, this could also be a crossover with a business bestie because you're at work daily, or it can be just the person that you see at the carpool every single morning when you drop your kid off. That is a three-minute interaction, but it can be a touchdown. She sees you every single day. You can say hi to each other. You can high five. You can notice if someone's hair looks good, whatever it is, because that person who sees you every single day, you know what they're going to notice? If you don't look good for... 13 days in a row. The only person who can notice that is a daily duty friend, right? It doesn't have to be your deepest soul sister, but it is someone that sees you daily. So I go through these, there's 10 of them, plus one that's a little bit tender called the empty chair, addressing friendship breakups that, you know, I want people to sort of identify in their life. And there, and there might be some crossover. Like I said, your daily duty friend might be your business bestie. Your battle buddy might be a soul sister. Um, there's might be some crossover, but it's just, and your life council members might even look different than my archetypes, but it just gets your juices flowing. It just gets you to look around at the people maybe a little bit differently to see how they play into your life and not dismiss them as just the carpool mom. Like be like, oh, she's my daily duty friend. I didn't even know it. So instead of, you know, what you spoke about earlier, seeing the subtitle of the book and immediately thinking, oh gosh, I don't have 10 best friends. Now I hope that as women are listening, they're saying, hold on, I have all of these things, or maybe I have these things and I haven't even given her a chance to, you know, to, to be my, you know, um, a friend in a certain way, because I've dismissed her as just my neighbor or just mm -hmm. my kid's friend's mom um, and haven't remained curious about, you know, the kind of value she could offer to my life and the kind of friendship that we could have. So it's kind of training us to see like what's possible. Sort of opens your heart, you know, to, to people. And I feel like that's maybe what we need in the friendship conversation is a little bit of more open heartedness. When I talk about friendship on the show, on my show or on social media, the first emotions that pour out from people are sadness. Mm. Like people are often coming in the friendship conversation with their sadness. I hear so much sadness and that's valid. And I talk about that. I've had, you know, that friendship heartbreak my own self, but I also want to sort of open our hearts and spirits to what is out there, what is available. There's just, there's just amazing people all around us. And it, yeah. But it might not look like the movies, you know? 
Yeah, I do know. And this is such a, a, a perfect conversation for those who are on the hunt for their best friend. Um, I know this is like a, a popular subject of like, who's your best friend? Do you need a best friend and all that? And just the way that you are speaking about this in terms of a, from a place of abundance, look at all that I have instead of look at all that I'm missing and almost you know, taking an aerial view of your friendship landscape, looking down and seeing that you are getting all you need from the collective. And I think if you are able to, you know, experience all of these benefits from one person somehow, from just like this singular person, I think that's great. What a cherry on top, you know, that you've got your one ride or die. I think that's, there's so many benefits uh, to that. Um, but for those who don't have what they see in the movies with that one woman, who's all the things to your point, I think are, um, missing out on the fact that they could get, you know, everything they need, you know, they could get challenged and supported and, um, and have belly laughter and have these intellectual philosophical conversations from the collective that they built, as opposed to constantly seeking and pushing to get it from one person. And I like yes. how you kind of flip the script because the pressure to be all those things for somebody else is a lot. Yes. I mean, I may be mildly jealous of the people who have a end all be all ride or die forever, but I don't know that that actually is the the best way, like just sort of objectively. I think that having a more than one person, putting all your eggs in one basket, I feel like can be hard on a hundred levels. You know, I, another thing I talk about in the book, just tangentially related, but is my husband is not my best friend. And that's sort of making the same point of we think we should, you know, have our partner be like everything of all time, like our confidant and the person that makes us laugh and the person that takes out the trash and, you know, the person that is, you know, shares a bed with you, like all of these things into one person, that's a lot of pressure for any one relationship. And I talk about that in terms of marriage, because we always hear my husband is my best friend as like a, a thing. But I also kind of think this is true in just the best friend conversation of, I'm not saying it doesn't work for some people. Obviously it does. But even those of us that have really deep best friends, and I have a best friend from childhood, and I have a best friend from work, and I have several of these relationships that are sort of my quote unquote best friends. But even still, even if you have that, I still think you should broaden your like sort of scope. You should still have a life council mm -hmm. because even if she's the most amazing human on the earth, there are other people who can who can bring other things into your life that maybe you're missing out on because you've been so laser focused on one friendship that is truly amazing but there's other things out there yeah totally it got, it gets me to thinking about i think it's in the first chapter and i think i saw on your social that you read this book uh the book platonic by dr franco who yes i mean a national treasure okay this woman um but you know there was something where she was talking about you know sharing research that supports how you know friendship is is a part of our identity formation and so you know with one person you are their funny gal and you're you get to be the comedian you get to play that up and you get to like experience that side of yourself of being entertaining in that way but for somebody else you know you get to really be intellectual you um or or gentle you because there's something about this person particular dynamic where you feel safe to flourish in that way. But with other people, mm -hmm. you feel like you have to be a little
Yeah, God. Well, right there, that's a mic drop moment that's like perfect to close on. For those who are listening and they're they're just so energized by everything you've shared and they want to continue to follow along with everything that you've got going on, where can they keep up with you? My favorite place online is Instagram. I am Laura.Tremaine on Instagram. Also, I would love it if you would check out my podcast. It's called 10 Things to Tell You. It's at 10 Things to Tell You if you want to check out socials for that. And then just grab my book, The Life Council, 10 Friends Every Woman Needs. All right, ladies, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to search hashtag 10 days, 10 friends on Instagram. And that's 10 with the number 10. Hashtag 10 days, 10 friends. Or you can simply go and visit Laura's Instagram account at laura.tremaine. She walks you through a very effective 10-day challenge that will help you to recognize the abundance of connection in your life that you already have. And if I can keep it all the way real, I see people do these like little challenges all the time. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. But this one I can say unequivocally will genuinely shift the way that you currently view your friendship landscape. After you do it, come and tell me all about your experience on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson or visit us anytime on the website at betterfemalefriendships.com. Until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.